Hey everyone, how's it going? My name is David Baker. I'm the host of the Make Wake Podcast, and I'm extremely excited that you are here today joining in on the conversation because I believe all of us create a wake with our lives. We influence so many people around us, and I just want to leave a space for people to tell their stories of creating a positive wake here on the Make Wake Podcast. So let's make wake together and have a great conversation. Incredible. It's a new episode on the Make Wake podcast. My name's David. I'll probably introduce myself like nine times today because that's what I do when I start a conversation. So uh, just hope you enjoyed today's conversation. The topic today, I asked the question of Ron Baker, my dad. I say, hey, was 2020 a bust? And let me tell you, this conversation was not a bust. So I really hope you enjoy today's conversation with my dad. He's an awesome guy. He's also the lead pastor of Vital Point Church. So stay tuned for that. But before we get to that, we do have some sponsors for you because let me tell you, these two sponsors have been with me since like basically day one. And the first one is Lively Film Creations. If you're looking for a video to be done for your business, wedding, music, uh, maybe even an online gathering right now, I know with the pandemic and everything that's going on in this world, Lively Film Creations has switched to all online as well. He can help you uh, post and be a part of all of your online gatherings, conferences, parties, whatever it is. Make sure you reach out to Lively Film Creations because it's a professional production company based out of London, Ontario, willing to travel. Oh, trust me, he will because they specialize in cinematic quality professional videos. They will provide and deliver, what is it? Quality professional media for whatever your need is, for whatever your business is, whatever it is. Be sure to contact them through Facebook, Instagram, or by email. All of these will be linked in the show notes as well. Now, another sponsor for today one of my favorites, one of my good friends, Pete and his team at SGCA. They are a team that is incredible for all of your wrapping needs, your signage needs, your design needs, and whatever you are looking to promote within a sign, clothing, merch, all of that stuff, they can get you hooked up. And trust me, if you want any of their stuff or want to see any of their stuff, check out their Instagram at SGCA or Sign Guys Canada on Instagram. And all of the stuff will be in the show notes to link up with them to make sure that they can help you get your dreams come true for your business or whatever you're trying to promote and get out there. That's all for me and the sponsors. Let's get to today's conversation. Have a good one. Well, like it was in the intro, my name is David, and today we're almost wrapping up a complete series, a five-part series with uh, my dad, Ron Baker, and uh, we're at the end of a year, 2020. This is going to be posted in the next couple of days here, and um, it's What number crazy. is this? What number is this? Is this four? I think this is four okay. of the five, but luckily, I, I'm here. Here's, here's some news for you, dad. You're okay. getting a little bit of a break on the podcast we're going to save the last one for later early 2021 but a little bit later because we've got some really cool guests coming um on the podcast oh, okay so i'm yeah. being bumped you're being bumped you're 100 <laughs> being bumped yes i, I was trying it. to put it in the most like kind way possible of saying like hey like your series your five-part special series will happen but it's it's because we got some really cool people coming on yeah um, so we're excited about that so when did you start this podcast uh, it's over a year. It was year November or no September last year, 2019. Okay. So it's been over a year. Yeah. Okay. I've dropped so you, one a month every, every month, I think. So you're getting momentum in the sense that yeah. you're actually drawing attention of people that, you know, 
write books, or yeah. big leadership roles, um, Canadian yeah. known. That's that's really awesome, man. That's I remember when you first launched this out and you just said, you know, I'm I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. And you know, who knows what's gonna happen? And yeah. They, it's you know what's funny about podcasting is they say it's super simple. They're like, Oh, it's so simple. But once right. you get down to it, it's like, man, the editing, like I remember yeah. my first one, like I called it the pilot episode. It was like seven and a half minutes long. I said, yep, I'm just going to literally just like click and post and just, and just whatever. And yeah, it's not that simple. And well, it's, it's like more. those websites to say three easy clicks and you oh. develop your own website. It's like, <laughs> have you ever tried those? Like, I actually these? have. I did this for the podcast. Did you? Yeah, like it was on WordPress is like a website design thing. It's like free. And then you can pay a little bit into it. It's like, it's like five steps to a simple website. And then I did the five steps and the website looked awful. And it was just like, I don't even want to tell people there's a website because this five step thing is just complete BS. It's not even really good. Like <laughs> it looked like it was like a grade three programming class, like did it. So, but yeah, podcasting is fun and it's, it's interesting, but yeah, 2021 is going to be a lot of fun got some really cool guests coming on and i'm ex i'm super stoked about it so yeah you're right you got bumped but hey i still love you oh well <laughs> i i love listening to it so it's been great that's cool that's awesome well something that's been kind of switch gears a little bit i guess we're okay. talking about years and stuff like that um I'm probably going to name this episode um was 2020 a bust mm. um we're coming through a year that man, we never saw it coming. No. Like it was like, for me personally, it was draining. Um, it was weird, draining, exhausting, restful and exhilarating and exciting all at the same time. But it was kind of like, a, it was like a thread of like, man, I've got to really pick myself up or man, like I've let myself kind of go and get lazy. And then I'm like, man, I really got to get myself back up again. Mm -hmm. Um, so those emotions of like feeling drained and then really feeling rest, like rested was like kind of odd. It was like a really odd year and, and talking to other people, they're like, man, I was the same or it was like, no, this was like the worst year of my life ever. Right. Like what's crazy to think is like 2020, it was restful, exhilarating, exciting for me. And my daughter was born at the beginning of the year, like just before COVID, just before COVID. Yeah. And it's just like, it's crazy to think that this year there's been so much going on, but it's been all labeled with the title of like COVID-19. Yeah. Like it feels like it's been like years in ways. And my question is <laughs> for this podcast was 2020 a bust because you chatted about this, not chatted. You guided us through a conversation at church at vital point um, that really spoke loudly about like seeing 2020 not as a bust right but you i think you did say or maybe it was another video that we shot like it was a double blessing in a way yeah i saw somewhere early uh, this year <clears throat> that um 20 the image for 20 is like a bucket like a hand i i can't remember exactly mm -hmm. but 2020 and he kind of held out his hand like this is a is a double blessing Mm. And, um, you know, one of the things that struck me about that was it helped me shift my thinking on what exactly this year was about, how mm. I was navigating it 
and it doesn't mean it was easy, but I think the the blessing of having our regular patterns interrupted mm-hmm. and rhythms interrupted in a way that really caused us to step back and examine our lives. Those who were willing to do that, um, some were more inclined to like I, I had moments man like i i could tell you the lockdown 1.0 in <laughs> in in the area where, where i live it was there was friday nights about three or four weeks in where i was saying to desiree your mom i was like okay i've had enough like mm-hmm. i just need to be around people and i had some of those moments but i think i think recognizing that you know, it's interesting because we're a few days away. Well, when we're recording this, we're a few days away from 2021. And, and, and I think so oftentimes people, it's, it's kind of like this, David, that people start work on Monday and they go, I can't wait for Friday. (laughs) And and it's kind of like, I get the idea of that, but it's kind of like ending 2020. It's like, I can't wait for 2021. Everyone's like, Oh, it's going to, well, what's changing? Like nothing, really nothing. (laughs) What ends up changing is the things that we can control is our attitudes, Mm -hmm. um, our, our, what, you know, developing healthy patterns of thought, um, Mm -hmm. how we see things, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And I, and I recognize how difficult this is. This is, this is not easy. Like it's, there's been some really dark moments, but you can't look at this past year and go, it was a complete bust. It's like, you have to be able to find a way mm-hmm. to l- maybe look back and go, okay, where do I see some of the blessings? It's, it, I, I talked about this. Uh, what you're referring to is I talked about this. Um, uh, when did I talk about this last Sunday? Yeah. last Sunday. Uh, in, this, I, in this idea of, um, when I was a kid growing up in New Brunswick, the farmer would burn off the grass and we'd have these controlled burns and we would go out and we would have these fires and it was crazy. And some of them got out of control. And um, I could just imagine you out there with the farmer and it gets out of control. Yeah. You're like, Oh my goodness. Well, it was like, we were just kids. Right. And I look back at it now. I'm just like, what were we thinking? But the burn of the field was great because then it produced new growth. And, and if I look at the year, this past year, as difficult as it has been, the struggle has been real. I also recognize that I have, I have strengthened my faith in my walk with God in a way that I don't think I would have, um, if I hadn't experienced some of the things this past year and, Mm -hmm. and you know, I, I don't expect 2021 to be any different. I think there's going to be elements of it that are exactly the same. See, what's funny, well, not funny, but what's interesting about this last little while, just reflecting and I'm a person that likes quiet time in the morning. Like, I believe that's how, like, I've, we've got listeners right now that aren't Christians or Jesus followers. And I really believe that in a, in a, in a morning situation, like to own my day well, and to set up my day well, I've got to spend time reflecting right. on the past to celebrate, to mourn, to grieve, to whatever, um, but also to be ready for the new to happen. And I was talking to a guy the other day, really great leader in, in Canada, and he was chatting about how within the fire of this year, 
within, mm-hmm. and this goes back to your burning situation, like burn off the old grass and new grass yeah. can come up. Right. Yeah. Um, which was crazy. You talked about that in the message that like next year was like grass was green as anything, but you torched it. Like, yeah, like that doesn't make sense. Right. Like you right. literally killed something. And I can remember like landscaping and we put down new sod and we would drench it like the opposite of heat, right? Like opposite of fire yeah. to let the roots grab like deep. And then, um, so this imagery of you talking about burning off the old grass, the new grass could come up. I was chatting with this guy and he goes like, right now our world is in quotations on fire. Like there oh, is wow. a literal fire going on. This is the vision he had where there's this fire going on, but within the fire, there's a new life. But the thing is the new life, it can happen. Like God could be like, yo, let's like, let's put up new life. But it's our job as people, as human beings on this earth to capture that new life and carry it through the fire. So when the fire extinguishes, something's blossoming up. Through that. Yeah. So there's like, there's mm-hmm. learnings, there's discoveries, there's, there's failures, there's success within all of that. Um, and I thought that was great when it comes across to the idea of like, okay, it was 2020 a bust. Right. Like it feels like everything's on fire. Like the news is crazy. I can't stand it. Sometimes I'll be honest, completely honest right now. I don't check the news. People will message me and be like, Hey, like, what are we doing? I'm like, I, I, I'll message you. I'll be like, uh, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like the mindset of 2020 needs to be like, okay, what did I learn? What did I fail at? What can I change? Like, and you said like, what's going to change in the new year? But really, and I said nothing, but really a lot can change. Yeah. But it's going to have to start with the people as an individual. Yeah. It'll start with you as a person as how you, how you approach it. Right and how you take steps through it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think from a bigger picture, David, understanding as, as a person of faith is the recognition that and the realization that no matter what I'm going through, it's, uh, it's like Psalm 23. I, I go through the valley of the shadow of death. Okay, so mm-hmm. I want you to think about that for a minute. If you look at that Psalm, Psalm 23, very carefully, you understand that it's the shadow of death is something that you pass through. through. And too oftentimes in the midst of our discouragement and our pain and our difficulty and when life and rhythms are upset and patterns are disrupted, we just stand there. Mm-hmm. And if we play the victim role, if I think this, this is interesting. If we play the victim role in the sh- in the valley then what happens is, is we end up being stuck there and we miss the blessings that god wants to bring about because if i'm if i if i hold to the promises of god that god if i hold to the promises that nothing can thwart the plan of god mm-hmm. for my life I must then see the pain and the hurt as something that God can ultimately use. See, we, we think that, how do I say this? Oftentimes people have a mentality of God is that God is the God who smooths things out. Mm. The, the truth is, is that, the, that God is a God who takes our pain from a broken world in which we live in, from a, a, a brokenness and hurt within ourselves. And if we trust him, then what he can do is he can bring about the good that he wants to mm-hmm. do. And nothing is going to stop that. 
And so, well, it can be stopped if people plant in the shadow, sure, like sure. stay in, like, yeah. Yeah, like it can be stopped in, in ways. I'm not saying it's like all of a sudden, like, no, it's, it's just completely stopped. Like, don't get me wrong. But well, I, yeah. And, and that's true. Like, I think imagine, it pauses it. Like when people start saying, you know, what, I'm going to plant myself, <laughs> I'm staying, I'm going to be the victim. 2020 is the worst year. It's never going to change. Life is just going to suck from now on. Yeah. Um, and you stay there that's when you're slowing down the blessings that God has for you. And he wants to bring life out of that situation. Right. But it's like right now it's like there's, and I'm not saying everyone, but it just, it seems to be online out there. Everyone. It's just like, woe is me. We're not getting through this. Yeah. There's just, there's, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to, I don't know what to, how to respond to that, to be honest, because it's, um, it's not in my makeup to pay too close attention to some mm-hmm. of that stuff that people like. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to surround myself and pay attention to those who are consistently moving forward or, um, allowing. No, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but like, it's just like, so how do, how do we as people right now that are the ones like, like yourself and myself and others that we surround ourselves with to keep moving forward to say, I, Hey, I can make a change. It's going to start my mindset. It's going to start my heart. And I'm not going to allow the fire of this world to consume me, but I'm also going to be part of that new life. So how do we then position ourselves in ways to be influencers to those people that are just constantly like, woe is me. I'm a victim. This is over. I'm done. Like, right. I, I, I just think it's the subtlety of, okay, so here's an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone posted uh, on their social platform, uh, I just want to crawl in a hole and let life pass me by. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I understand the post. I understand where it's coming from. And so what I did was I just responded with, something along the lines of like, um, man, these times are so, t- these moments are so tough. And then I said, I'm praying with you. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't want the classic. I'm praying for you. That's yeah. the, that's the cliche Christian thing to say is I'm praying for you. Like, well, big deal. I wanted to identify the fact that I'm praying with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I acknowledge the pain. I acknowledge the moment. I didn't try to, um, you know, smooth it over, glibly kind of look at it like, oh, you, you'll be fine, get over it. No, I wanted to identify with them. So mm-hmm. I think we mourn with those who mourn. And so we step into that moment with identifying with them, but also bringing the hope in a way that's not mm. cliche. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that there's a way in which we can do that. And I think, you know, I ref- we've talked about this so many times. I, I absolutely refuse to let the news, because um, the news is driven by fear, and the fear seeps into people's lives. Like I don't listen to the news either. Like I, I'll have people tell me, you know, oh, cases are up, cases are up from this pandemic, and I'm like, okay, um, yeah, great, okay, interesting. Um, but when that's where it often stops, they don't, they don't talk about like, I, I want to talk about 
I, this is so this is so deadly close to walking a fine line. Walk it, man. Because I have I have had to refrain from um, some public perspective on this, and you know, let's talk about the recovery. Let's talk about people that are now you know pushed through the the you know testing positive, and now they're. Um, you know, recovered or those who test, test positive that don't even show any symptoms. Like mm-hmm. it's, we know someone in, in our, in our circle that tested positive and had to quarantine and never showed one sign. Mm-hmm. But then um, we know people that did test positive and it was like awful. Oh yeah. They but recovered. They recovered. So, okay, so here, okay. I just got this. I just got this feeling. Okay. Yeah. It's, so we go through life and we've got these, I'm talking about like this spiritual kind of life. Like we've all got spiritual beings. Like if you believe it or don't, I believe yeah. that we all have this spiritual being and this idea of COVID-19 testing positive and having the effects and then testing positive and not having the symptoms um, is very much like looking into it's like, how, how do we go into this 2021 understanding that we're going to test positive for some really bad things this year that are mentally going to drain us, physically, physically going to drain us, but how do we not allow the symptoms to not drag us down so we can be people that push through? Don't stand in the shadow and valley of, like, of death, of the darkness right, of that, right. but how do we allow those testings of positive, like the positive testing in 2021, how do we not allow that to destroy right. our 2021? So, like, how do we set our priorities straight? Well, one of the things that I said last weekend was those who rise up in uncertain times are those who stand on the certainty of God's promise. Mm. And it, that's not a statement that is to ignore the pain and the difficulty and the struggle that we face. Because that's always been around, David. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been part of our lives, and we're acting like we've never had uncertain times before. It's like <laughs> yeah. so. It's like all of a sudden we're shocked. It's so uncertain. It's so unpredictable, and blah blah blah. And it's like really, it's, life is uncertain. Mm-hmm. You could drive from your town where you live into London, and all that separates you from the car coming towards you is a thin three millimeter line. Mm-hmm. You know, someone just can you know you know, be texting and cross that line and, mm-hmm. and, and, and life is done. Um, so there's uncertainty when you go into the doctors and they find something like there's, so for me, this uncertain, what this season has done is revealed how uncertain life really is. Mm. And it's forcing us all to really examine where am I standing in the uncertainty? Am I standing on oh, all this mess, all these struggles, all these difficulties, or am I standing on the promises that God, God's plan will not be thwarted in your life? He will, it, 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 there, like nothing, nothing yeah. can separate us. Our fear uh, uh, of tomorrow, our worry of today, whatever that is, and you know, it, it, it can't be gone. Like it, so I think facing 2021, no matter what comes our way, let's say, I mean, let's say it all goes away, pandemic and mm. the vaccine and everything's great and everything's wonderful. We can all start hanging out again and just love on each other. And, and, you know, 
you know, not wear masks anymore. There's still going to be uncertainty. There's still going to be pain. There's still going to be hurt. Yeah. And so I think what we're doing is this season of rhythm and patterns have been interrupted and have revealed for us, what are we actually standing on? Hmm. Standing on. And, you know, that, that for me, and I, I, man, I, I struggle with this because I don't want, I don't want for a second anyone listening to this podcast to say, oh yeah, they're just giving kind of glib, easy answers to the struggles and problems. But the reality is these are the promises that God gives us that yeah. we can stand on as people of faith. And if someone's listening to this and they're not a person of faith yet, they must understand that this is a season that's maybe revealed that what you're building a life on oh, is, is on a foundation that's not strong and durable and it's revealed that. And maybe there's an element of this person that's listening right now that says, you know what? Yeah. Oh, man, you're right. You know, I, I have built my life on something that's like sand. Hmm. And now I want to build on a firm foundation so that when the storms come and when the trials come, when the pain comes, I'm standing on a firm foundation. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's, a, you know, a, 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 a test results came back horrible or it's a family's blown apart because of um, divorce or addiction or whatever it might be. And in the midst of it, the pain is real. Yeah. Pain is deep. Um, But we must find ourselves standing on the promise and the certainty of God's promise. Question for you going into 2021. Mm -hmm. If you had like 25 to 50 people in a room and you could talk about anything going into 2021, what would you, what would you chat about? Uh, okay, this is interesting. I would ask them what their priorities are this year. Hmm. I, now, are priorities like goals? Like that's the thing. Like I've been thinking no. about like, oh, like is it kind of like goal setting? But no, it's like. No, I think priorities are deeper than that. Deeper. Yeah. I, hmm. I, I do believe that under the priorities, you might set goals. But I think the priorities, and I, I actually have a leadership coach that challenged me on this. She said, you're 2021 uh, priorities need to be set on December 1st, which we were a few days late, but she already screwed up. Sorry. Our, our, our 2021's already going to be a mess no. for me. But one of the things that she, one of the things that, one of the things she, yeah, one of the things she said was so clear was that you have, you, you only set three priorities and then everything that you do filters through that priority. So it's not a goal that you're shooting towards. It's actually what you're going to filter everything through. So I, I, my priority one was leadership edge, my learning leadership edge. I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow and to sign up for things. The second one was, um, so lean into my learning edge. The second one was my leadership structure in the organization that I'm part of. Hmm. And then my third was just simply laugh a lot. That's cool. So those priorities are going to, going to uh, help me say yes to certain things and no to certain things. Because hmm. then when I get something that comes my way that goes, oh, it doesn't fit into my three priorities, I then will ask myself, do I say yes or no to this? And if I say no, then I let it go. Hmm. And in the midst of all this, which is interesting, this is what I would talk to people about is – 
the no to things, we have to be able to develop what is called self-compassion because when we say no to things, often comes guilt and shame. I should have oh. done this. I should have done that. And so self-compassion is this ability to say, I'm okay with this mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit my, I'm okay to say no to this because it doesn't fit into the priorities of my mm-hmm. life. It's funny because people allow that if they do say no, it's so like I've seen it in my life where I say no to those things. This year I tried my best and, and luckily a lot of the no's happened because we weren't allowed to do stuff, right? Um, Blame the pandemic. Oh yeah, it bless. Gave it right to the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. But it's like this, when you say no, it's like, oh man. And then it comes to that day, you're like, oh, I feel so bad that I'm not there. Or yeah. what could I have done to maybe say yes, even though I'm super busy, um, and it's just crazy how the no can like the thought inside of you is just like, Oh, I should have said yes. Like, yeah. and then you just beat yourself down and then you get, you're like, essentially you're, you're hurt by the way you said no. Yeah. And, but really is, I love the setting of your priority straight is one, two, three. And I want to talk about the third one too, as well. Um, your priorities are the filter. I love that are the filter yeah. of what your year is going to be. Yeah. It's going to allow you to say yes. And it's going to allow you to say no. And you're not going to feel bad about either. Yeah. When you say yes, I said this, uh, I found this out, uh, this last little year, I've been practicing the Sabbath and it's really taught me how to rest. And, um, it's been an incredible year, yeah. but I had a leadership coach also that we both know. Um, she said, learn to when to say yes and learn to when, learn when to say no. And let your no be no and your yes be yes. Because when you say no, it's very much like don't allow it to beat you up. But when you say yes, you're excited to be there. Right. Because sometimes we say a pity yes. Like, oh, it's like two months away. I'll say yes. I'll get geared up for it when it comes there. And then it's the day of and you're like, man, I really wish I said no. I've got a lot of other stuff that I could be doing. Can I give you a real simple illustration? Okay. Love it. This is really simple and almost kindergarten-like. So- Other people come to me and say, hey, I got a book I want you to read. For years, I would take the book and say, I'll read it. And I would never read it because I just didn't. So the last few years, when people come to me with a book, you know what I often say? I'll say, hey, I could take this book, but you need to know I'm probably not going to read it. Their face is probably like, what? Yeah. (laughs) And what has helped me is it's freed me from the guilt of that book sitting on my desk and not reading it the one that they gave me and then they would text me, Oh, I haven't had time. Or they call me, Oh, I haven't had time. And realize reality was it wasn't that I haven't made time. It's just, I didn't prioritize the time to actually read the book because mm-hmm. I, I've got so many other things that I'm reading. So for me, it's like, okay, even that simplicity of saying to someone, Hey, I could take it, but you need to know I'm probably not going to get to reading it. Mm-hmm. But do you think that small no on like on a book, has yeah. helped you with bigger things to say no to? Sure. Sure. It's the, it's the practice of the no muscle. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the muscle that gets practiced over time. But then I think it also gives you freedom hmm. to live into who you are as a person, right? Rather than that person dictating how you should be behaving or what you should be doing and mm-hmm. um, this year with my leadership, with, so with my two first priorities, I'm going to be very strategic in what time I allow for like coffee with people. Like I love having coffee with people. I love talking with people. But the problem is, is that I can overload my schedule with coffee, and, <laughs> with coffees with people, but not have 
time for my leadership edge, my learning edge. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to designate, you know, blocks of time where I will say to the person, I can actually meet with you on these times. Does it work for you? Mm -hmm. Um, Rather than me trying to work my schedule around their schedule, because that's often what I would do. And then what's happening is I'm looking at my leadership coach. She's going to have me block out all these times on my calendar and my, my eye, eye calendar. So that my learning edge, my first priority learning edge will be able to fulfill my year and every, I'll be able to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, I think it's just setting the priorities. That's, so if I was in a room with 25, 50 people, which would be just so exciting, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. You do that nowadays. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. <laughs> and, you know, and, and let's strip it right down even to Jesus. The prioritization of Jesus, he would go off and spend time with the father and, and, the, and the, you know, God, the father, and he would spend time um, in reflection and listening. Hmm. And then disciples would come to him and say, Hey, you know, there's lots of people here with lots of problems and issues. And Jesus is like, nah, we're going to move on to the next town. It's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's all these needs, you know, people mm-hmm. are, you know, coming, you know, bringing people to you. And like, nah, we're going to the next town. Yeah. What he was saying was I have a prior priority to know what it is that God wants me to do. And I said this to your mom the other day. I said, you know what? I think I quit as a pastor. And she says, what are you talking about? I said, I'm going to quit being the pastor that everybody thinks I should be or what I think I should be that people want me to be. And I'm going to be the pastor that God has called me to be. So I quit. Love it. Resignation letter right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stand in front of the church on Sunday and go, I quit. You know. It would, like that, jaws would drop if you said that. Like like that. And then literally open it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to live my life where, and a lot of us, I think, to be honest, need to say, you know what, I'm going to quit in the way that culture wants me to live. Right. I'm going to quit the consumerism. I'm going to quit oh, the, yeah. the constant buy, 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 get, 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 focus on my money, focus on my, like all those things that I can have. I'm going to quit that and see what can I, like, what's God like teaching me to give? What's God teaching me to serve? What's God yeah. teaching me to actually invest in myself not just to consume so people can see what i have like they have like that is just i think that's something that 2021 needs to teach people (laughs) well i'm sure there's stuff i'm sure there's books and everything written on this out there but oh there is but i i just think that same i i i quit Mm. um would and we understand what we're talking about. I'm not saying I quit and I'm going to walk away from my marriage yeah. or I quit and I'm going to walk away from No, it's I'm going to I'm going to quit. Here here's one for you. 2021, I'm going to quit the superficial life hmm. that is driven by materialism. And I'm going to drive deeper into who I am and who God has created me to be. Hmm. And I am going to not only allow my um, external faith disciplines to train me to be who God wants me to be, but I'm also going to allow the formation of who I am deep within my being to be mm. formed by God so that I can grow emotionally and spiritually and mentally and physically. And, and, and I think that that's, there's elements of this that, you know, we just got to grab a hold of that phrase, I think I quit. And that's, this is just off the cuff, but. but you know, what's interesting. I think that idea of I quit of what culture wants me to be right. Ties in really well with your third priority of laugh a lot. 
Yeah. Because I think you saying I quit being this, this, this for what everyone else wants me to be can actually allow you to enjoy life where your third priority is sure. I'm going to laugh a lot. Sure. Because and that's what, where God wants us. I think God wants us to experience those emotions and those feelings of like, enjoy life. Like I created this world for you to enjoy, not to just get consumed by it in a terrible way. Right. Yeah, because when we are driven by all the external pressures of this world that try to force us into its mold, what ends up happening is we have less energy to be who God has created us to be. And so when we're hmm. always looking to the external things, the pressures that we think people have on us or, or you know, our appearance or materialism, then I believe that we're less likely to laugh because we're trying to uphold. And I think, I think this is one of the things that social media is doing <clears throat> is that we, we want to put filters on our lives to represent a certain aspect of who we are, but internally we're dying. And that, mm. that gap is so f is that gap is growing, which creates this unbelievable tension in life and faith and, relationship um, with others and with God. And, and we are not living out of who God has called us to be. And, and, um, you know, I, I think we should all just quit social media for a while. Yeah. I think that's, I'm not going to, but I'm just saying, no, I'm not going to maybe a little bit of a Sabbath from it, but yeah, you I do think, that. Well, I, 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 I'm terrible at that. So <laughs> maybe I can teach you a few things about it. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's a great way to wrap up this conversation sure. is Sounds good. heading into 2021, set your priorities straight or start beginning to think, okay, what are my priorities for 2021? And yeah, it's not I, set, yeah, it's not setting them straight. It's yeah, like, not, I didn't mean to say straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. But like, it's set your priorities for 2021 mm -hmm. so that you can live a life where you can enjoy it, you can grow, and you can invest in things that you care about the things that like God's given you to care about. There's things that we all have different cares and passions and dreams and hopes. Um, but when we allow the consumerism of this world or culture to influence us so much, we lose those passions and those things. Mm -hmm. And I think this year, I think that quote of I quit, but then unfold and be like, I quit because I want to be the thing that God's created me to yeah. be. Yeah. That's and maybe, that, maybe there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, I think that's a great conversation and an internal conversation to have. And I would even encourage people that are listening and watching, whether you're on YouTube or the podcast audio form of ask some people in your life to say, Hey, what's your thoughts on 2021 and setting priorities and, and, and saying, you know what, let's, let's find a way to move forward and not just stay in the shadow. Yeah. Let's walk through it and learn something about ourselves. And even this world, there's like so many things you learn when you start walking through it. Yeah. Um, and it's just incredible. So it is Ron. Thanks so much, dad, you the man. And I'll thanks. tell you right now, people that thanks. are listening, 2020 was not a bust for you, dude. You, <laughs> you led so well. You were honest. Yeah. You were vulnerable. You were broken. You were successful in a way that God only gave you blessings to do. Yeah. And, uh, it's been incredible to watch you and lead beside you. Yeah. It's um, great. So thanks yeah. son. Yeah. And if anyone is listening, they don't follow him, man, follow him. And social media is great. It's hilarious. Oh boy. It'd be blurry sometimes, but because <laughs> the photos, 
Oh, I had to jab at you, dude. Dude, I'm 51 <laughs> years old and I'm trying to keep up with all you young stallions. Uh, look at that. World is telling you to keep up with us. Be you, dude. <laughs> keep posting blurry, man. I love it. Keep it going. Everyone, thanks so much. All right. Subscribe, like, and share it with a friend. I think this conversation is incredible for so many people to hear when we go to 2021. And uh, I just believe that 2021 can be a year where we say, I quit and start living a life where you are actually walking in the midst of the darkness to find light. Thanks so much, everyone, and Happy New Year. Mm-hmm.